0: So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Morning everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. His book is out today. Yes indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, Rich Paul, welcome sir. Thanks for having me. How's everything? It's great, man. I see great. you in
2: years,
4: Rich.
0: Long time. Last time we was together,
2: we went to we had like a little brunch.
4: We had a brunch. This was like, damn. That was like That was a
2: while. That was like that was, like, that was over 10 years ago.
4: 2011? Yeah, 2011, yeah. 2012. Look at you now, yeah. Rich. Yeah great, man. Absolutely. Great, yeah. First of all, I want to tell you, man, I love your book. Lucky me. Thank like, you. I, I read it thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it, but I need to know the process of this book because I know the publishers probably wanted more like your agent life now or, you know, what is what is your relationship with LeBron, but you didn't nah, give them that. No. Nah. You gave them all East Side of Cleveland, very detailed, and I mm-hmm. appreciated that. But how did you get the publishers to agree with that?
2: Well, this wasn't the publisher's idea. Okay. The book was my idea. Uh, along with my team and, you know, it's a timing thing. So it was like, you know, would you ever do a book? I'm like, yeah, if I do a book though, I don't want it to be a puff piece Mm -hmm. because I think it's important for people to, there's people inspiring to be you or be in your position and they see the successes, right? They see courtside at Mm -hmm. games, the, the negotiated deals and all that. And so people say, well, you know, I can be Rich Paul, you got these companies looking for the next young black guy with a cool jacket on to to be their representation Mm -hmm. of a Rich Paul. But I'm like, no, y'all missing a lot. If you want to be me today, let's start here. Mm
0: -hmm. Let me educate
2: you on some of the things that I know will resonate with you, I know it resonates with you, Mm -hmm. you, um, and everybody. And so I just didn't want to write a puff piece. I wanted it to be something that was impactful, educational, you know, because experiences are education. Mm -hmm. People look at it, and what I didn't realize, and I realize even more today, you know, when you're going through shit as a kid, like you read about my mom, you read about, you know, just them dark days, Mm -hmm. it's like the world is coming to an end, right? You think, like, oh, everything is crumbling. But then in the position I sit in today, I'm like, oh, shit, like, those are, like, Superpowers for me.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right?
2: Because now in these boardrooms, you know, I'm on the board of Live Nation. I'm on the board of UTA. I'm on the board of the LACMA, you know, coming from this place, this kid. And so it's weird how it it shaped me and gave me just this unbelievable molding, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right? And so I think as we were writing the book, I wanted to make sure that it was not exactly what you what you was because that's what people would think right. As, and when you, and when they hear the title they immediately go to oh he met LeBron in the airport that's the why Jersey. he's lucky yeah. and I'm really being extremely sarcastic to those simple-minded thinkers like mm-hmm. that you know I well, took some shot I guess I took a little page out of Charlemagne's book mm-hmm. with the sarcasm yeah. <laughs> yeah
4: but but it's interesting when you say that because when you read the book it's still luck because I was always the person that never believed in luck I'm still trying to yeah. Like create the concept of yeah. luck, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So so to be in the position that you're in right now, do you think it was luck, hard work, or hustle?
0: Well, I want I want to start from again right. because somebody listening might not know who Rich Paul is, right? They oh, might okay. they might not know who Rich Paul is. So Yeah,
2: I don't want to take that for granted right. for
0: sure. Now, yeah. So super agent you you uh I, I want to say manage the careers of a lot of uh athletes, not just in basketball and football and, and other sports yeah. as well. And you started from Ohio, but you didn't start with uh with this on your mind. No. So let's break down where you came from in Ohio and how you started, because your story is 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 crazy. Just talking about your pops, where you came from, yeah. and what put you into this place. So let's start from there. So
2: my uh grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, like you said, on the east side of Cleveland. It's an area called Glenville. It's mm-hmm. Glenville and 125 in Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's a street called St. Clair, which is basically our Broadway, right? And mm-hmm. it and every 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 street off of St. Clair is essentially its own block and it's the neighborhood, but it's, but it's also separate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was, we grew up, you couldn't really go to certain corner stores if you wasn't from, you could, but you couldn't like, and a weird thing is I could go anywhere in the city, but a friend of mine, maybe not, they they might not accept him like Mm -hmm. that or whatever. So I always had this the support system, right, and the protection as well. I, you know, I think just based upon a lot of shit that I did as, as growing up, um, but an athlete, you know, someone who, I didn't really horseplay as a kid because I, I was always about betting and getting some money some mm-hmm. type of way. Love fashion, but I was into sports. I played sports, but I wasn't the best at it. I wasn't like, growing up on my street, I was the best. But as I grew I wasn't the best player on my high school team, mm-hmm. but it didn't really, it didn't, it didn't uh, deter me from wanting to play. And we won a state championship, you know, two years in a row. I went to state championship three years straight in high school, um, but I wasn't good. I wasn't the best player on the team by by far.
4: Now in but, the book, you talk like you was getting buckets now.
2: Well, it, it depended on what age I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still one of the best shooters out there. Period. Okay. I mean, you could talk to some NBA guys about this; they'll tell you that. But what I'm saying is. But I was the best off the court in certain things, mm-hmm. right? I love to get dressed, get fly. Mm-hmm. I had this confidence in any room. And I hung with older people. See, mm-hmm. people don't understand. I was 13, like, hanging with y'all. Mm-hmm. So I'm 13 years old, 14 years old. I was 13 old.
4: hanging with y'all old niggas.
2: <laughs> 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 now, I'm saying today. The right, age is right, right. today. But, and so when I, was a, when I was young, I remember I had... I lived with both grandmothers. So Mm -hmm. my mom was struggling, and we had to move in with my mother's mom in 86, 87. And then in 1990, I moved to St. Louis for a small stint, because my mother's from St. Louis. Mm -hmm. Went to Vashon High School. I had a ton of family in St. Louis. That wasn't working for me, my brother, and my sister. So my dad put us on the Greyhound back to Cleveland. Mm -hmm. When we moved there for a short stint, we just stayed in a small apartment, just us. And you know, like that's when you're reading the book where, I, I used to have to walk around and look on the ground and pick up a quarter or nickel or dime and buy me a cheeseburger or whatever, and I start betting guys at the park without having any money to get, my, and my jump shot got better because of that. But anyway, so then I moved in with my father's mom, mm-hmm. and it was her, my her mother, and my uncle Charlie. The average age in the house is. 65, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I'm 10. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching Meet the Press and Larry King Live in 60 Minutes, and mm-hmm. ironically, I'm on 60 Minutes last night, last which night, is yeah. which is insane. Mm-hmm. So it was just, I was that kid. That mm-hmm. kid you see on the cover of the book, that's 13, 14 years old. I, I chose that because that's where there's a fork in the road in life. We all know that, right? At that age, mm-hmm. you start being held accountable for your actions in the neighborhood. You start mm-hmm. to, and you see... Guys, you hung with every day, and now y'all start to go y'all separate ways based upon your interests. Right. So my interest was fashion, getting money, girls, you know, and 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 sports. That was those are my 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 four pillars, and so it took me down this path. But I grew up in my dad's store, and on that corner,
4: R and j and J confectionery. Yeah. yeah,
2: you know, on that corner, man, I was never allowed to be a kid. You saw things, you heard things that you probably shouldn't have seen as a kid. Of course. And you start to mimic things, you start to do things. And so I aspire to be like certain guys on and off the court, right? And so I know you love real estate, Mm -hmm. Indy. I never forget, I got my first apartment and my man that I went to lunch with, he's like, uh, his name is Tex. Mm -hmm. He's like, uh, how long you gonna stay in in the apartment? I'm like, what do you mean? I just got it. He's like, yeah, but you should be thinking about buying a house.
0: Owning something.
2: You know? I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I'm nineteen years old. Like, what are you talking about? So he but he showed me when you go in the house, okay, this is counter your your money's in your kitchen and bathrooms. And he sh- you know, so when I bought my first home at twenty years old, the first thing I did was I redid the kitchen and bathrooms. You know, so I had this, I was young, but I also had this Older type soul. of yeah. soul to me, and so all those stories are are in the book. But that's who I am, and
4: so that picture lets me know that story. All that picture lets me know everything you said in that book was true, hundred percent. Because you
2: ain't getting that hair and bone. That's in front of my dad's store. By the no way, thing. you ain't getting Tommy
4: Hilfiger draws. Nah,
3: like
2: <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. Doing, you... And you know, and, and by then, by that time, by this age, Christmas gifts. Like if I got something for Christmas, it's because I bought it. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like I never spent a I, I can't remember a Christmas I ever spent with my mother. You know, prior to being grown, mm-hmm. so you know it was different. Miss Peach yeah, holidays. She was a G, by the way. You loved her. You eat sweet potato pie? Hell yeah, banana we pudding. Uh, well, oh, she would, she she, 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 yeah. You would fly to Cleveland for 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 that for her, you <laughs> for know, her. or have her ship it to you. It was that good, but. It was just a thing where, like you saying, that picture was taken by a lady. Her name was Picture Lady, mm-hmm. and Picture Lady would go around to the different blocks, and she had a Polaroid camera with film, and she would charge us five dollars for the pictures. And so that would just happened to be one of me. I may mean, have some dudes in there, and you know, back in the day, you would get that picture to a girl you like mm-hmm. or whatnot. And I was thinking about Picture Lady the other day, and she was somebody's mother, and obviously she was strung out as well. But think if she wasn't, mm. right? Mm. She was actually Instagram mm. before Instagram, yeah, right? Because what she was doing was, she was allowing us to, to tell our story through this through this picture of what we were doing at that time in the moment. I know exactly when that was.
4: When was that? You remember the exact day and everything? Well,
2: I know exactly the moment that okay. was because I had said to her, "Hold on, let me take my shirt off," mm-hmm. and you know. The one knee on the like everything in that mm-hmm. picture was detailed strategically like that because in my mind I'm giving that to a girl, so I wanted gotcha. you know the whole look to be what it was. She
0: was documenting. Yeah, she
2: mm-hmm. was documenting. And so when I talk about the street aspect of, I'm not glorifying it, but what I'm saying is, when you young, especially young and black, just a minority in these in these poverty stricken mm-hmm. communities, you don't grow up next to people. With careers, mm-hmm. right? You don't you don't understand how corporate America actually works. And so if you have any type of entrepreneurial s- spirit, your options are so s- small, right? Mm-hmm. And then the opportunity is even smaller. There are no opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so you 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 know you turn to certain things. And when you think about that. People, when you talk about how to get to this point, I can't ask you. You know, you talk about lucky me. Part of that is I am lucky to grow up in the community. I am lucky to have a dad who had a st- – I learned math working my working dad's register. cash register and mm-hmm. playing people's lottery numbers. And you know if your auntie been playing a number, 665 for a whole year. That's right. And now she get to the thing and this kid playing and, and she get home and 665 come out but her ticket say 664. That's right. Oh,
0: she gonna whoop your ass! Right. Oh,
2: you right. either better have the money right. that she missed out on, or it's gonna be some smoke in the city, you know. Right. And so that that was the pressure for me. There's no mm-hmm. pressure in what I'm doing today because of look at the journey I've walked. I was just trying to survive the day, you know. You come outside, you are just trying to get home that night. So we couldn't plan ahead. There was no in the summertime we go to Europe for two weeks and travel. No. You know, we, we barely went downtown. I went with my dad on the bus, but I got friends that's never been to the airport.
0: You also talk about, you know, your mom being strung out, but when your father passed away, you actually started selling drugs, the same drugs yeah. that strung her out.
2: Yeah, So I respected my mom and my dad. I never wanted any part of that. Um, But as you know, like, and I, I respected my dad so much, and not to mention, my dad was like air traffic control for the hood. And that's the one thing, like, he didn't... He was he was a man of principle and moral, and my dad was a man's man. Like, he was literally, you know, he's a man's man. Mm-hmm. And I respected him so much, but when he passed away, it wasn't just that my dad passed away. My brother was locked up, my uncle was locked up, my cousin, John John, was locked up, and my mother and sister were in St. Louis. And so I'm really on an island, you know? Mm-hmm. and. When I made that decision, I made the decision with the understanding that I also know what comes with this. And so if you're gonna do it, I had to make a conscious decision to to try to find the right within the wrong. And I was just trying to survive. I'm not glorifying it because I think there's, you you have so much talent. I think there's, people settle a lot, right? But back then, like I said, the options and the opportunity were so slim. Mm -hmm. And the things that I aspired to have and that I wanted, the only way to get it was to do, and I I was a hustler, period, in every step of the way. I'm still hustling to this Mm -hmm. day. Um, As you see, I came in and and gave you guys. The clutch. The clutch. yep, yep. yep, yep. Clutch Athletics, New Balance, um, and that's a sports apparel band I'm building. But, yeah, man, like I didn't, I don't glorify it, but it was something that at that moment in my life, I had to do or at least I felt I, I had to. I don't to do. judge
4: anybody for what they were doing while they were in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know it's me just mean?
2: what I felt I had to do and 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 again, but there was a conscious to it. There was a, there was a strategy to it. There was a um less is more mm-hmm. component to it as well.
4: And you knew what you were doing was wrong cuz when you lost that 250, you kind oh. of felt like you shouldn't have been doing that anyway That's Anyway, that money, so right? I didn't
2: even but I didn't even trip it, by. I just kept I just kept kept going because mm-hmm. You know, it it wasn't for me, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes, I've never sat in my success, even to this day. And I don't see you guys much, but if you ever see me, I'm gonna be the same person mm-hmm. every time, mm-hmm. right? One thing about one thing about life, growing up the way I did. It don't lie to you. Mm-hmm. It don't lie to you. So, and I grew up around people that, you know, you couldn't talk about it if you didn't live it. Mm-hmm. that's just how it was. We, we wasn't taking rental cars and putting rims on and driving a freak Nick and acting like this was my car. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we would never ever do that. So today in the chapter, are your clothes, like those same principles stick to me. There's just certain things I'm not going to do. So as I'm representing players, I'm not going to ever lie to you about anything or for no amount of money, mm-hmm. but the title agent, you know, that was always deemed as a shady thing. I made it, Glamorous, right? Mm-hmm. Being seen, being out, being on the floor, dressing fly, all that. That's just who I am. That's not mm-hmm. because I'm an agent. But then what I realized was I'm saying to myself as I worked at another company and I'm looking at these guys representing players, I'm saying to myself, this is all transaction. This is why, thinking about the streets in the book, what the streets does is it for most people, it's going to allow you to build bad habits, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm. You get up late, you have nobody to answer to, mm-hmm. you have no no structure, no scheduling, no anything pretty much, right? And every time you do something in a transaction form, it feels like you've made money. Yeah, you've made money, but you haven't made profits it's a different dynamic, but it makes you feel as if you did, mm-hmm. but it's setting you back, right? And so that's why people never tend to build anything. And so I took that and I learned from that and I said, you know what? These people, it's only about a transaction. When a talent run out, they're not investing in the person at all. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're treating the person as if they're you know, pretty much dumb. Mm-hmm. And the families, once they take the money, they took the money, mm-hmm. and that's how it was, and that's how it still is in a lot of ways. And there's still a piece of families, especially, and, I, and I, I target this towards black families, there's still a piece of black families that would rather do business with them than you for a number of things. And this is what I learned at my dad's store. When I worked at my dad's store, we used to give people credit. Brown paper bag, mm-hmm. they come in, Miss Johnson needs some toilet paper, some soap, you would write it down. That's in the middle of the month.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: First of the month come around, everybody get their checks. Mm-hmm. And me and my brother catch you spending the money with the competition around the corner. That's right, who
4: probably white or and, Asian. Or, yeah. and wh- you still but, black. but
2: you still, oh, why you just don't come and pay us? Mm-hmm. And it started to seep in my mind that, oh, when they see me with the new Jordans on, in their mind- They got it. They're spending money with my dad and that's helping him make me look better than them.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Right? It's the same thing today. So, you know, you you'll rather spend it with or you'll rather pay them. But when it comes to me, you want me to cut my fees.
0: How how difficult was that when you are doing these deals with with the NBA, NFL or whatever whatever organization it is? Because to them, like you said, yeah. They might not respect you as somebody else who's who doesn't look like that that looks more like them than like you. How difficult it is to get in there and say, "Nah, I, it's still my worth. It's still my value." And for people that don't know, I just want to break down. Uh, you you started. You met LeBron in the, the airport and At Cannon Airport. Yeah, airport. You're connected on things outside of just sports. You're connected on fashion and familyhood and this and the other. And you decided you wanted to be an agent, but you didn't go to hey, school that, for no, sports you management, right?
4: Little step. Yeah, because he put you on payroll. Well, I don't give him too so, much of the book away, but right, 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 here's right, what right. happened. So we,
2: I was already going back and forth to Atlanta because it actually has started here. I came up on an all women's bus trip with my man's mom was throwing, and I actually, you know how you go over your man's house and she's in there frying chicken or whatever. I gave her. She was like, "We're doing a bus trip for the girls or whatever." I'm like, "Okay, great." I said, "Here, here go you know three four hundred dollars." Take four people. How much it's like this? Sixty-five dollars a piece, whatever. Like, yeah, go ahead, no problem. Man, I'm in the gambling house. It's about two thirty, three in the morning. My phone rang one night, and they like, um, she like, where y'all at? I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, we we waiting on you guys. They park at a local grocery store, and everybody parked their car, and you go up and back. I wasn't gonna go. My man who was with me, his name Mike E. My man who was with me, he's like, yo, we might as well go, bro, because we had just bought these scooters. That go like 125 miles an hour, and and in order for us to to ride them without a helmet, you can have a helmet on or eyewear. So you know, we wanted to fly eyewear. We wanted Cardi's, mm-hmm. You know, back then, this is this is in 2000, right? 2001, pretty much. Um, and so we come here and take the bus trip. Where well, they get off on Canal Street? Well, I, I definitely ain't shopping there. Mm-hmm. So him and I, we <laughs> hit, you know, we hit Fifth Avenue and mm-hmm. we hit all the stores because we was fly. Like we would, this was what we was doing, mm-hmm. right? And so, out the corner of my eye, when the NBA store was on, I think it's Fifty Third and Fifth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I got to go here because I got these Bo Jacksons on ice. I had these Bo mm-hmm. Jacksons on ice for like six months, and we used to buy sneakers. I'm not exaggerating; literally every day, mm-hmm. right? And so, I wanted the Latrell Spreewell the White one because the number eight was outlined in black, and I had the black Bo Jackson's. Mm-hmm. I wanted that to hit like that, and so I go in there.
0: So, you had the orange and blue Bo Jackson's, not the no, black one. No, I, had I the the no, black Bo Jackson's. Oh, See, so most
2: people would put the white jersey with the white orange. I didn't want that. By the okay. way, he
4: says that in the book. Mm-hmm. Like, you literally say that. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how I know you paid attention to that much detail. You like. Everybody would do the orange and black yeah, Bo Jackson. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you just
0: assume because he in New York. He go to the Knicks. He get the boom. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, but I already had the
2: Bo Jackson. I just I wanted the spree well because of that outline. Got eight. you in the so black, yep. It could have been Envy on the back, but I just wanted that, eight that black, black yep. eight. And so while I'm in there, I'm in line. And I, I don't even know this young man's name, but this is crazy. When I'm in the, the store and I'm in line, I look, and it's an Oscar Robertson Bucks. It's the Elgin Baylor Lakers and it's a, a Bill Russell Celtics. I get to Elgin Baylor and I get to Oscar Robinson. But prior to that, I asked him, I said, what is that section right there? He's, this is very important. He said, that's our hardwood, hardwood classics, classics right. section. So I'm like, okay, hold on. Let me go. I grabbed two jerseys. I'm thinking they, you know, a hundred dollars or whatever. Three
0: hundred.
2: I should go up to seven I'm like, but I'm in line. I'm not going to get out of line. And I'm like, you know, forget it. Come on with it. Boom. So now, when I get home, we go back, I get home, I wear one jersey, it was a, it was this neighborhood called Superior Hill, and they throw a block party, right? So I I knew I wanted to wear the bucks with some butters, some tims, because that orange and green, I mean that green and red will hit with the tims with mm-hmm. the butters. I didn't wanna wear no red and white shoe mm-hmm. or whatever. And then, so I wore that, and everybody asked me about, the, but I was fly, so they always would ask me about the, I was wearing Versace in like '94, like tight, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. nobody was wearing. It. Charlemagne would have been would have got on me, mm-hmm. but I got pictures of this, you mm-hmm. know. And I was always a kid that would, if I had a thousand dollars, I spent eight hundred on a sweater. It didn't matter to me. So anyway, so I I do that, and I wear the Elgin Baylor Lakers. Mm-hmm. When I wear this jersey to the club called the Millennium, everybody's asking me. And the Millennium is every hood from everywhere is in here. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like. I get home, first house I ever bought, and I had a little makeshift um, office. And I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep, man. I'm like, damn, this is on my mind because everybody kept asking me. And I remember the kid said, that's our hardwood classic section. So I'm already getting in. It's about 4.30 in the morning. You know, you can't really doze off my energy up. So I go into the and I get on the computer. And it was still like, might have been like, it wasn't, Definitely wasn't Google, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, what search engine, maybe AOL or whatever, but I put in Hardwood Classics and Distant Replays came up. It was a store in Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing that popped up. So now I can't wait. It opened at 9. Called. I buy three jerseys. I do this. I repeat this for two months. I get close with the guy. His name was Andy Hyman.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I get close with him. I say, Andy. I'm hustling. I say, Andy, Do you uh? would you mind if I... You know, and allow me to invest in your store. He said, "Rich, if you're serious, come and see me. Fly down. I had never been on the plane because, you know, we live in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. We drive everywhere: mm-hmm. Detroit, Chicago, Atlanta. Everything is close. Philly, D.C. So, my man D. Hodge, he graduated from a school called Cleveland Heights.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And when you graduate from Cleveland Heights as a as a man, most of these kids especially the black kids, they went to HBCUs. So they either went to Clark or Morehouse. He was like, my man went to Clark. His name was Gerald. He lived in Marietta. He's like, my man went to Clark. Man, we can go to his spot. He'll let, he'll let us stay with him. I'll book the flights. Well, if anybody know D. Hodge, he's kind of like, he's not cheap, but he's cheap, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of he gonna spend the money wisely. So he found the flight on AirTran. From Akron, Canton. That's what got me flying out of Akron, Akron, Canton. Because if I would have booked the flight, I would have probably just took Delta out of Cleveland because Mm -hmm. it's a 15-minute ride to the airport versus a 45-minute ride. Because the way I think, the time I'm spending is money. Mm -hmm. But he didn't think that way. Thank God he Mm -hmm. didn't. Mm -hmm. And so now I get down there. I sleep on Gerald's couch. Mm -hmm. I'm sleeping on Gerald's couch. They get up, take me to, I get there 1130. My meeting's at 12. I get there at eleven thirty because I'm tired. giving too hyped. much of the book away, man. Am I?
4: Yes. A little bit. <laughs> okay. okay I'm just giving this story. Yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, but, but they should go and read. They still got to read. But so, when I have the meeting, Andy tells me I can't let you invest. But if you work in the store, I'll allow you to get forty percent off whatever you buy. But you know, I'm trying to. I'm like, come on with it, and that's what really started me going back and forth. So through that, those travels. I actually met LeBron in the
4: airport one day. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Yeah. But it was interesting because Bron, you see, y'all y'all kicked it, became friends just on life, right? Yeah. Life, Yeah. But then he put you on salary. You didn't even know why.
2: No, he called me down to his house one day, man. And and by the way, I wasn't even looking at it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. But but as we got cooler and cooler, he put me, you know, and I'm and I'm showing him little stuff. I've been buying diamonds and stuff since I was seventh eighth grade. So I'm showing him about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And. Um, we really bonded over our mothers, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm the last one to... I'm not from... I don't play the fake cousin thing. I'm from Cleveland. They're from Akron. We wasn't friends. It wasn't fake anything. It, it just... It was a fake thing. It mm-hmm. really was. And, um, yeah, he called me down to his house one day. And he asked me for my social security. And I'm like, man, no way I'm going to give you my social. You know, you can't play with nobody's mm-hmm. social. Mm-hmm. But after about 45, 45 minutes, I ended up giving it to him. And we had been... The camps, Jordan camp, Nike camp, all these different camps. And so, yeah, man, like a, about a month or so later, my a check came in the mail. And my mother, I didn't, when I said I didn't know how to read a check, it's just because if you never got a check before, pretty much, outside of a summer job at the mm-hmm. post office, I didn't, wasn't reading a check in terms mm-hmm. of understanding pay period, whatever, no title or anything like that. And my mother was like, yeah, you you know, you're making... 48,000 pretty much a year, 2,000, a month, whatever it was. And I'm like, cool, but nobody's called me and told me anything. So I called him, I was like, yo, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, what's my job? He was like, I don't have nothing for you, bro. You sure like, do I, don't, I don't got nothing, he was like, I just, he told me, he's like, ever since you've been around me, it's been nothing but love. Like, I, I don't I don't feel threatened. You damn sure ain't no leech or anything like that. And I will figure, out. I just gotta have you around me. Cause like, cause you know, like, it's situations in which, I remember one time he didn't, he might not have wanted to sign an autograph for a kid or something, and I had a conversation with him like, you should sign an autograph because you just never know. Not knowing that he was going to play, you know, 30 years in the league, mm-hmm. but back then, I'm saying, you don't know how long, you mm-hmm. know, somebody's going to want your autograph, and you also don't know what it does to this kid, mm-hmm. right? And so, I said to him, I said, God chooses people for a reason. and. You know, you gotta play the cards that's dealt. The cards that's dealt to you just so happen to come with an abundance of pictures being taken and autographs being signed. And this was prior to him being drafted, by the way.
4: Mm. I believe that all the wisdom your father instilled in you, and that's that's another reason I love the book, because of the way you honor your father in the book. I believe a lot of the wisdom he instilled in you, you were able to instill in Braun. Hundred percent. You know, and he probably and others, needed yeah. that father figure hundred percent at, that, at yeah. that moment. And yeah. it was
2: and you know, it was four of us, but I brought We all brought something different to the table. I brought that element, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. just that cold heart, truth, street, you know, um, a protection in a lot of ways, he felt, and a confidence for all of us, though. Like, you know, I would do, you know, I had Corms and Jacobs and Rolexes, and if it here, man, not him because his wrist was too big, but like I I was a guy, I wanted everybody to look like something, Mm -hmm. right? And so that mentality I got from, my hood, like if it was your turn, envy to go and buy the Jordans, you bought them for all ten of us. Mm-hmm. Damn, you know that's how it was. Mm-hmm. And if it was my turn, or if Al or somebody had to go and or and buy this, like they get them for, it wasn't nothing like that, right? Even when we bought the scooters, I didn't have the money on me. My man Mike, he had it. I'm like he lived closer. I'm like just give me a, just give me ten. I'll give it to you when you, when we get back down the way. He's mm-hmm. like okay, cool. You know that's how mm-hmm. that's how our relationship. And I'm still friends to this day with pretty much all the guys I grew up with. I can't hang out with them because I'm in a different space, but when I go home, I don't I don't really have no new friends. These mm-hmm. are, you know, my friends.
4: Why was it important for you to honor and celebrate your father the way you did in Lucky Me?
2: He was just such a great example for me, and, and growing up, most of my friends didn't have a father, mm-hmm. and even though my father didn't live in the house with me, he was just such a great example, and not for me, for everybody, mm-hmm. everybody respected my man. When my dad's funeral, you had two thousand people, people there from the age of three to ninety-three. Wow! Everybody came and paid their respects, and I never forget. A man came in my dad's store one day after he passed, and he was like, "Big Rich here," and uh, he was like, "Nah, man, you know, he he died." This grown man, he had to be about fifty-seven years old man, you would have felt like he got hit by a, a... It was just, it It hit him hard. He couldn't believe it. Because my dad helped people grow. My dad helped people. He raised a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. And and men and women. Like, girls, if they got pregnant and didn't know how to tell their they parents, they'd come to my dad. Mm. Guys went to the jail. The pay phone in my dad's store, when you call, a lot of guys that went to jail they would call and my dad would actually bond them out. Mm. So you know, and in a lot of ways, that actually saved my life in a lot of ways because I had so much protection from the foundation that my dad, Mm. my uncle, my brother laid down. So when I'm in them back alleys and I'm gambling behind an abandoned building or in the basement of an abandoned house, for me to make it out of there with the money of this guy that I know, I know what he do, Mm. I know, and that's the thing about the business I'm in, I don't come from a place to where you can have anonymous Mm -hmm. people go on hoops hype and talk bad about Rich Paul. Like, I don't give a shit about any of that, but I'm a stand on business. Mm -hmm. And so I also don't play that aspect of it. And when I had the conversation on Gil's Pod with Stephen A. Smith, remember when I said, that's Cap? Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to be negative towards him. I'm saying it's Cap because I come from an environment where... I survived that energy, for somebody to tell me get the you know.
4: Oh, you talking about Stephen A. Smith walked up on you? Or it, no, when he, he
2: said when he said he told me to get the fuck out get of space. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. like, you never said that to me. Not because I'm this tough guy, because I'm for I'm for peace, profit, but I'm a stand on what I believe in. Mm-hmm. It's because where I come from, that energy is every day, and if I can survive navigate my way throughout that and get to this point. Mm -hmm. I'm at, I'm in Disney world right now. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about in terms of the energy and the aura and just everyday life trying Mm -hmm. to make it out. My energy is not going to push you to say that to me. Nobody. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was my thing. Not because it's this tough thing. No, it's, I, I never, my aura doesn't exude that. And so that's what but it's because
4: of how I grew up. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Gills' podcast, why you disrespect Michael Jordan like that on the podcast? I didn't disrespect yes, Michael you Jordan. Did. You said that he's. You said Braun is platinum and Michael is gold. gold. Yeah. Like God damn! Bro. I said for me the the antlers. whatever you call him the antlers he said
0: the antlers I think he said yeah it.
2: for me because again okay if the way
4: I'm looking at it is you never respected Michael Jordan too. You said that in the book. I did not
2: say that. I did not say that. Tell you, put words no. your mouth. Okay, that, that, that's, okay. that's okay. Right. He, but We're you are not going to do that, said
4: you, you said you respected him on the court, but off the court, he wasn't for the culture, basically, is what you
2: said. No, I said I respected him on the court, of course, but I, there was no touch points. There was no culture. My role. Michael yeah, Jordan yeah. was a different guy off the court. Yeah. You know, I had several examples of Michael Jordan off the court, right? So that that's not a slight to me. I love Michael Jordan. I. By, by the way, every shoe until like after 14, because it started getting a little weird. Every game, I used to watch the commercials, it wouldn't even change, I was a Michael Jordan fan. I understand everything
4: everything you said about Jordan in the book, I understood exactly what you meant. Yeah,
2: but that's my thing, so. Like Iverson was more culturally relevant to us. Yeah, Yeah. but but, okay, so when you think about a guy like Allen Iverson, imagine if Allen Iverson had a Rich Paul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's a different dynamic, because I understand him, I understand culture. And I know what those braids and what that arm sleeve did, and Tattoos I understand and the business that 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 didn't necessarily go
4: with Reebok.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Who would you have took him with back then? Nike. Did Nike understand it? Because he was there. It's not like I'm sure Nike offered him something. Allen Iverson knew what his agent told him. Mm. You can
2: spend it however which way you want to spend it, mm-hmm. and if you don't know culture, you don't know the shoot. I- how many how many pairs of sneakers you think his agent bought
4: Allen Iversons? I don't know, but I know I bought a bunch of them, man. But uh, I'm yeah. just
2: saying prior to Allen Iverson, yeah, how yeah, many yeah. pairs of sneakers you think his agent probably bought? Reebok? Oh, no, his agent?
4: Oh yeah, probably none.
2: <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. So
2: how could you how could you do a shoe deal for me and you don't you don't have no because gotcha. you're gonna get very few guys that can actually move product. Mm-hmm. Everybody have a signature shoe, cannot move product. Mm. So that shit just for your ego. Mm-hmm. When you have a signature shoe, the goal is to build a signature business. There's been very few guys that can build a signature business. That's real. Okay? That's real. So my thing is you can't help me make that decision. It's, now, you can help 99.9% of the players make a decision on a shoe deal because it's just pretty simple. If you don't care about the brand pretty much, most guys going to want to wear who's paying the most money because mm-hmm. it's only, it's only going to work while I'm playing But if you're an Allen Iverson, that ain't what you need. You need somebody that understands culture, Mm -hmm. understands cool, understands product. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because you have the opportunity to build a business that can have sustainability in the marketplace Mm -hmm. much longer than you play.
4: He still eats off the answers, though, don't he? Because it's something that his agent did. Somebody took some money away from him or something like that? No. They deferred. Based
2: upon his spending habits, so gotcha. they deferred his money, which was great. I'm mm-hmm. not knocking that, but you also could have got the money right now and diversified his portfolio to where he couldn't touch it and let that money compound. And then Invested when he made it, he's in. paying up. You know, when, then now he he's paying capital gains instead of paying an income tax. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not knocking it. I'm just I'm just saying. For him, it was the right thing in terms of, oh, he he likes to do this, so we're gonna do this, so he doesn't mess it up for mm-hmm. for his family or whatever the case may be, which you have to appreciate that. But there's also a side to where you can educate him
0: mm-hmm.
2: on what you're doing, and put that money in the. You, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not getting it to 52, then look at, I'm. What was he? Thirty-two. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. So yeah.
2: twenty years of that money not working for me—is mm-hmm. that necessarily the right thing too? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not. Again, I'm not knocking. I'm just saying the way I think versus,
0: you know. Gotcha. Yeah. You Got it.
2: Anyway,
4: let's now, go back. Would, so let's go back to the platinum antlers thing, though. No. Okay. <laughs> so all I'm saying
2: is that's just for me. I think people, people oftentimes want you to think how they think for whatever reason. Obviously, we know. MJ's a GOAT of his era. No, he's the GOAT. Of his era. He's the GOAT, Rich. It's okay. Of listen, you can't compare eras, man. Like, because you can't fault MJ for the era he played in. You can't fault LeBron for the era he played in. Mm-hmm. You can't fault Steph Curry for changing it. Steph Curry changed the game of basketball and the way it's played. My coach, Frank Novak, or Coach Jay, may he rest in peace, the Glenville legendary coach. If you stepped across half court and shot a 40-foot jumper. you be on the bench. The only guy I know did that was Damon Stringer, mm-hmm. Cleveland Heights guard. Capaletti let him do that, but he actually made him. That's a bad shot. Steph Curry turned a bad shot into a great shot for Steph Curry. That's right. Not for everybody. <laughs> That's right. That's you right. get That's what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We can knock those things. And, again, when you talk about the, the Jordan LeBron – Everybody gonna have their own opinion. You're entitled. You're entitled to that. Michael Jordan was the best guy I ever seen play the game of basketball until 20 years of LeBron. Me seeing 20 years of LeBron. That's not a knock, because LeBron could also LeBron could also played with Mike, but I think
4: LeBron would have been just as good in Mike's era. Do you think people will ever fully appreciate Braun? No. If we keep comparing him to Michael no, Jordan, that's my
2: thing. And but it's but it's because people, LeBron was the first person that did things how he wanted to do it, right? Unapologetic, unapologetically. Mm-hmm. They wanted you to do everything like Mike. Well, I don't have to do that, right? And it's not that shouldn't be a knock on me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Good right? marketing though. Be like Mike. Everybody yeah. wants to be like Mike. Yeah, but, you know, everybody wanted to be like, Mike, that was a great, that was a great, you know. But when <laughs> he you had think to about, stop
4: himself yeah. from saying something. <laughs> but when you think about that. That shot you, hurt you that bad, man, when he beat Cleveland in the playoffs? No, nah,
2: nah, nah, nah. I was actually, no, no, I was actually a Mike fan. I was actually a Mike, I'm still a Mike fan. I, I talk to Mike all the time. All right, like, right, it's right. not a, that's not a thing.
4: Do y'all argue about who's better, him or Ron?
2: Me and Mike never had, we argued, we, we, ha, we go on debates about different things. I got the utmost respect for Mike. We going on mm-hmm. debates about different things. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a truth, like I don't sugarcoat things. And I, I'm never gonna get in the room and it could be Jay-Z in here and Mike in here and, and then here comes Charlamagne and I act like I don't know you. Or I start talking different. I'm not gonna get to New York and start talking like I'm from New York. I don't, mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. play that where I'm from. So it don't matter who it is on the other end. If I believe something, that's what I believe. It's not a slight to anybody. I think Mike's the GOAT. I also think LeBron's the GOAT. I agree with that. I think the antlers are a little different for different reasons. That has nothing to do with the game of basketball, though. It's, it's well, see, well. that's the
4: problem with the Bron, uh jordan thing, because it always turns into what – What type of man they are off the court?
2: No, yeah, but I'm not. I'm not looking at that either because I can't. I can't judge Mike for a type of man. Mike's a great, great man. Mm -hmm. Take care of his family, kids, everything. So who's your top five? Great business.
4: Ball players all time.
2: My top five all time. All time. You know, people be trying to front on Isaiah Thomas, from a point guard perspective. Mm Like, they need to stop that. Go. Stop. Mm -hmm. Because Zeke, very few guys touching Zeke. Mm -hmm. So from a point guard perspective. There's Zeke, mm-hmm. there's Magic, mm-hmm. there's Steph, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I would, I would, I would even throw, even though he hasn't won a championship yet. As a point guard, you know, you gotta respect what what CP has done. Too, Absolutely, you
0: know. Um, you didn't say five point guard. You just said five oh, players. Yeah, oh. He said oh. five players.
2: Yeah, but it's it's tough. But my top five of all time, mm-hmm. Bron, Mike. I mean, I got to put Steph in there now. Because you got
4: Steph at three? Not
2: in no particular. I'm doing positions. Okay, okay. Yeah. Man, see, that's where it get tough. I got because, Mike. Because I got to put I gotta put Kobe in there too, man. Of
4: course. Why don't you You got to think about that? No,
2: no. I'm just saying I gotta put Kobe in there. That's
0: four. You got one more. That's four. And then, shit. You go Magic. You go Shaq. You go.
2: Nah, because I already got my point guard, and I rock with Magic. But I I mean, you know, I would go Shaq. Shaq. Yeah, I would probably go Shaq. But you know, it's the whole top five. I don't do top five. You know, if I would, that's my team that nobody can beat. That's my team. Mm-hmm. But then when you talk about just great players, Kevin Durant's a great player. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Despite what anybody has to say. The league is full of great players right now. Giannis is a great player. Mm-hmm. You know, um Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. You you know, like people try to get on a guy like A D, but there's no better basketball player when you talk about Anthony Davis. When he's playing the game of basketball at healthy. his level, he's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But our league is in a but these young guys today, you look at what Jason Tatum, I mean, all these, and I have the guys that I represent, the young guys that I represent, we got dogs, man. Garland, Maxi, DeJounte, Trey, you know, Miles Bridges is back. You got, fuck, you got, um, I mean, we got so many. Zach Levine, De'Aaron Fox. You're really
4: the best agent in the world. Because relax, you really? Relax. relax. <laughs> Relax, Charlotte. <laughs> no, man. you really are. Yeah, because you rep your players so hard. As he should though. Yeah, I have I don't, know. I've never but seen as that he before. Though. Maybe yeah. the, what's the dude named? Drew Rosenhaus, maybe a little bit, but not but like as he you
2: do. Nah, yeah, nah. Because you gotta understand, like, I'm appreciative of, of, of my guys. You're only as strong as the guys allow you to be. Mm-hmm. My guys, they, and, and it's, and I'm not just representing them as basketball players, they're young men, they're people. We talk about everything. Draymond, Draymond is at my house more than me. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to be there. Draymond could be in my house right now. That's my favorite player in the league. That's Draymond? my dog.
4: Just mm-hmm. I just and it's not because yeah, Dr- I just like the way he 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 leads on the court. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
2: I and I, I like to show, you know, the young guys coming up, mm-hmm. right? Like I said, you know, this year our draft was was great. Not because we had every pick one through ten. No, it's not about that. Because if you do the numbers, there's 60 picks. A lot of guys don't make it to the second deals. But the character of guys is what I really focus on, just as much as the talent today. And I can't name everybody. I was just naming a few guys, but you know the way I go about and we go about our business as a company, it's just different. We know I'm not. I know I'm not gonna be able to represent every mm-hmm. player. Every family don't want to hear the truth when you're in a when when you're in a, mm-hmm. a a meeting. And at the same time, you know you still got parents that believe in the so-called establishment, and you still got people that are defined by their business card. I don't I don't carry a business card,
1: because
2: mm-hmm. I define a business
4: card. It's a difference, mm-hmm. you know? So Let me, let me b- tell you my top five, then I got two more questions for you. Okay. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Steph Curry, LeBron, Magic, in that order. That's my top five. Okay. I went by positions, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he went you guard. Know, point yeah, guard. I, went, I went by positions. I want to ask
3: you, when the
2: league tried to box and you not out. Not top five, but team. Right, not, right, right. I don't do the top five thing.
0: When the league tried to box you out, how difficult was that? Because at one time they tried to change. The Rich Paul rule. The Rich Paul rule, where well, you, had it, to, you had to
2: go to school and this, well, that, and the other. When they tried two, to box you out, break well, that three, down. A couple things happened. So when I first got in the business, the first thing, there was an article written on me that tried to basically um, stunt my growth or or stop me from being put in position to even represent players. Mm -hmm. That was done strategically um, coming from a place that I I once was. And they tried to do that, you know, a couple people did. That was one thing that many people skip over and don't even know about. And so I had to go through this whole thing, the NCAA investigated me, all that, found nothing. Um, But the young man lost his eligibility which was bad, it really cost them. But that came from somebody strategically targeting me to try to do that, Mm -hmm. number one. And at the time when the article was written, it was like, damn, you got them to write this article about me that you know not true. And so that was, that really pissed me off. And then from there, um, the, the rule from the NCAA About the that became the Rich Paul rule that said agents had to have a college degree to be able to represent people that are testing the water, meaning that I'm not sure if I'm a pro or not and I want to keep my eligibility. Well, I don't really represent guys that's testing the water anyway, so I really wasn't focused on that. But at the same time, when I thought about it a little bit more, I'm like, damn, this is not even about me per se, because I'm already over the hill Mm -hmm. in terms of, I've made on the other side, it's nothing they can really do to me. Mm-hmm. This is about people coming behind me, mm-hmm. right? And so they're trying to stop that. And that's when I wrote The Opt-Ed. Um, and I think it took six days for them to take it down or whatever it was, like they totally removed it. Cause that was BS. And, and, and It was clear and, and, and blatant. They know that, yeah, yeah. it was blatant, yeah.
4: Now, now I know books are always, you know, great first, depths, first steps in the journey of healing. So what are you doing to unpack some of the trauma that you experienced throughout your life?
2: Writing this book was very therapeutic for me, man. Okay. I needed
4: that. Okay. I needed that because, you know,
2: as a kid, I bottled so much and I didn't know anything about talking to a therapist back then. Mm-hmm. You know, the therapist was like the guy with a fifth of rose in his hand. <laughs> you drunk, you talking Absolutely. to him, you know. Um, but today I'm in a much different space and that's why I felt it was, you know, kind of like four things. Motivation, the book, um, I think it was important to give people pers- per- perspective mm-hmm. and perception. Um, and then to allow people to, to walk with you through your journey and, and, and these experiences because there we have shared experiences despite race, gender, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, background, wherever you came from. There's a chapter in this book that you share an experience with me in some shape, form, or fashion, Absolutely. for sure. And for some people, most chapters in this book, you're gonna share an experience with me. So um, the timing of it just felt right. And anything I do is gut and heart, man, like, mm-hmm. you know, and just like I was um, texting me and LeBron was texting the other day and I was like, man, I really wanna get the, the artist to do like a self-destruction or all in the same gang type, mm-hmm. type of song because it's just what's happening today with our youth just, just so much careless killing and, um, you know, I lost my uh, my little cousin the other day. was 17 years old. Last Thursday was found, you know, shot in the drive-by, like, hey, 17 years to old. To and I buried his it, really. father in 2009. So I'm yeah. talking to my uncle, who's my mother's brother, and, you know, I can, I can hear his hurt. And my oh. Uncle Kevin, like, is my mother's second youngest brother. Great guy. Hunt, you know. Big farm down in Mississippi, do his thing. And this is his grandson. And, but he lost, so now he lost his son and his grandson. Mm. And I'm connected to, like, I'm not, bro, I don't know how many funerals I pay for this year, mm. just yearly. I don't know how mm. many, you know, times I send money to people, books. And just, I've been doing that for 20 years. So I'm still connected mm-hmm. as it pertains to just people because I understand it. You know, that
4: means nothing's changing either. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it means nothing. Change nothing's yeah. changing, man. And and so I, I just think like, I don't knock the music, um, in terms of sharing your story, but, but it, it it's just to a point to where we need we need a different message, and it, that's not to not be cool and not to be relatable and all that. I know, the related the relatability thing, but it's also relatable to talk to tell somebody what you're doing, why you're doing it. And why not to do it as well? Mm-hmm. Because that's what we grew up on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like change is cool to cop, but more important is loyalty. fees. You know?
1: That's how
2: it is now. That's how it always, always be. be. I never changed. It's always me. You know, like mm-hmm. I can't expect people to be Jay and I don't. And I, but at the same time, there's a balance. Right. And so, right. I, but we need that. We need, cause it, it's just, it's just crazy. That's what's going on, you know, right now. It's not right. even about no money, you know, this, and there's, there's a, there's a chapter in the book, remember I talk about the kid who said, well, that's why your mom smoked crack,
3: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and
2: and you, I you had learned how to, You learned yeah.
4: how to, when you, you was a good, you used to snap crazy, and then when they would do that, you would get frozen. Yeah. You learned how to navigate through that.
2: Right, and today, it's hard for kids to do that because social media is observer's paradox. And so, if me and you got into it at school, and we was in the bathroom, but Envy was the only one that seen us. It's over. You know, it's like, well, I won, No, you say you won. Well, envy the only one that's seen us. Maybe he want to comment on it. Maybe he don't.
4: I think us two would have been teasing envy. I just feel like that. I feel like, <laughs> but, like I feel like he's a guy that because be light skinned.
2: <laughs> you be yeah. You gotta you gotta relax on envy, man, with the, with the light skinned <laughs> shit. You. Thank, you Rich. You, thank you, Rich. I'm rocking with envy. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. You, I, you know, I, I support envy. Back in the day, when he did you, a lot Rich. for us in the in the culture. Like you gotta relax on thank, envy. Thank you, Rich. Please, thank, thank you, Rich. But but what I will say is just like. But today, anything you do, if a kid don't get a like, they take the picture down or enough likes, mm-hmm. you know. And then now it's about comments that people are making, and it's causing this retaliation. Right, and you 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 losing the kid prior to. So I I look at it. I'm saying like, you got to be able to get there. Like these kids not even allowing yeah. themselves to get there to mm-hmm. where you know we all did crazy stuff when you're young, mm-hmm. but like who you are today, how you perceived life and you know your family and different things like that, your job. When you look back on some of the things you did when you was young, like, and that was stupid. Absolutely. That was really
0: stupid. Absolutely. You
2: know, and so, but they're not even getting a chance to look back. They want to do it. Yeah. They they wanna, mm-hmm. it's a clout thing and it's and it's a, it's just a weird place right now.
0: Rich gotta go by
4: the yeah, way. Yeah, last question because I know I'm you gotta good, go. Whatever. Uh east side of Cleveland. Yeah. 125th in Edmonton.
2: Yeah, St. Clair. You know, Saint-Clair, 125th in Edmonton is like the to the exact Google map. Boom, origin, mm-hmm. but Glenville community and, and St. Clair is where, I'm, is where I'm from.
4: How does Adele fare in those environments? <laughs> I took her there. Really?
2: Hell yeah. What? Yeah. What did she say? By the way, it's the so funny. You got Adele on the block. Listen, 100%. 100%. <laughs> and by the way, you know, we pulling up, and I got- Security. I got the feds. cars, cars you should, and, Absolutely. Yeah, right? But, and the Cleveland police, everybody. So I'm pulling up to houses, and- you know what it looks like when we when we pulling up.
0: Yeah. You know, all
2: black trucks. People probably like the president's to like town. They think <laughs> the pres- they think <laughs> they,
0: no, they think the president's town. <laughs> no, they so, think the fans. Or no, they, no, yeah, they running. Yeah, they
2: so so they like, man, shit. You know, it starts spreading throughout the neighborhood. Like, man, like you, bro, you can't. You gotta give us a heads up what? or something. <laughs> you can't be pulling up like <laughs> like that. But no, like we went to the hood, though. No, for sure. You know, like. My family is my family, bro. I don't, I can't, you know, in the book, when when you, and when you in Cleveland, all we, all we saw was Cleveland. So no matter how far I go in life, I take Mm -hmm. Cleveland with me because I couldn't be me without Cleveland and not just St. Clair, all of Cleveland, you know, Mm -hmm. up the way, down the way, cross town.
4: Like it's, it's just. This book is a love letter to Cleveland. It raised me, bro. It
2: really, it it really raised me. And it'd be hard for me to be who I am without, the way I, I grew up, and I, I, I really appreciate the guys in the Dice House that 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 raised me, you know, mm-hmm. um, all of them, you know, Lil' Mo's and Texas and Winks and,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and, you know, like, it, it, it was my Uncle Lance, my Uncle Warren, you know.
4: How did um, they embrace Adele, Adele, though? How did the hood embrace Adele, Adele when you had her out there? They loved it, you know, yeah, they, yeah, they rock with it,
2: yeah. That's some legendary shit. Yeah, they rock with mm-hmm. it, yeah, they, make, <laughs> they, make, they rock with it because, because you know, like, and and again, that's part of me. It's right, hard right, to date right. me, and then I'm not me. Right. That like that'll never happen. I'm not changing for for nobody. I had I had Jay send the hoods one one day during the tour. This was like 05, mm-hmm. and he came out and where my this guy's at? Where are this guy's at? Where my where my Saint Clair is at? You know what I'm saying? That
4: ain't the same. Jake grew up in Mossy. Hey, he no, 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 no. I understand. Are you saying?
2: You saying that? I'm just saying in terms of just me being me, but yeah. no, they, they 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 love it. They love it for sure. So you getting married? They embrace it. Life is
0: good, Charlamagne.
4: man are you back? Because you been referring is, to you
0: as her husband. Life is very good.
4: Oh, okay.
0: I don't, you know. Why are you all in that man's personal business? I'm
4: just asking questions. Charlamagne's this
0: always in people's personal business. This
4: is for the, 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 to, the, web, the internet. It's like i'm saying, I don't care. I'm just asking questions for the internet.
2: I know everybody's asking questions for the internet. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, life is good. Life is good. <laughs>
4: well,
2: the book is out today. Lucky me. And we appreciate you joining us, brother. No, I appreciate you guys, man. It was it's great. I uh, I'm happy about the book. I'm happy. You know, I'm I'm just in a good space, man. You know, like I I never get too high or too low about anything, and I don't really sit in my success. So I'm just. Just grinding,
4: man. This but, is a fantastic read. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should go out there and get lucky, me. And yes. it was funny because everybody remember they was talking about when you were supposed to have a movie about your life. Yeah. And everybody was saying like, why would Rich Paul have a movie about his life? This, this right here yeah. will let you know, know why, why. Yeah. he needs a movie about it. But, his but life. congrats
2: yeah. to y'all too, man. Like, you know, how long y'all been on now? Thirteen, 13 years? years. About to be fourteen. 14. Yep. It's crazy. Starting <laughs> a lot of shit. Yeah, just a lot of shit started with you, Charlamagne, saying. I agree. You gotta leave people alone, man. I have. I agree. I don't bother. You've definitely matured. Absolutely. You've gotten better. Yeah. You see a therapist?
4: Absolutely. I started going to therapy in 2016.
2: And that's when it changed.
4: Yep. Because prior to that, you was. We used to, yeah. We was ministers, and we, me and Rich used to argue about <laughs> stuff like a lot. Of, <laughs> i do not gonna bring no fight name, but <laughs> we used to have some good conversations. Yeah. yeah. I miss those
2: conversations. We need to do that. I'm with it. more often. Absolutely. Now I miss those conversations because I like the debates. It's it's all good. Absolutely.
0: He needs, so. a, he needs a light skin therapist. That's what he needs, to, to stay up with the light skin brothers, it. man. See?
4: I mean, you know. Rich, I, you
0: was Nino Brown. Cut it out. Nah,
4: stop it. All right. Cut it out. <laughs>
0: it's Rich Paul. You, uh, it's you the Breakfast like the Club. Good morning. Bank. <laughs>
4: Wake that ass up. <laughs> in the morning. The Breakfast Club.
2: Hey, Sarah. I love that spring break vlog
3: you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah. It was so cool. I think you're so talented.
1: Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours, and all content is fully (laughs) human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.
3: Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice.